Why do project managers in our industry seem so bad? Today, we're discussing four skills that you will need to be a better project manager. Welcome to the show where we tackle the tough questions that are submitted by installers, project managers, estimators, ICT personnel, and customers. On this show, we're connecting at the human level so that we can connect the world. If you're watching this show on YouTube, would you mind hitting the subscribe button or the bell button to be notified when new content is being published? If you're watching, listening to this show on one of the podcast platforms such as iTunes, Stitcher, would you mind leaving us a five-star rating? And if it's not a five-star rating, then let us know what we can do to make this a five-star rating. Those couple little steps helps us take on the algorithm so we can get this show out and educate, encourage, and enrich the lives of more people. If you watch us on video, you may notice I'm not wearing my typical Bixie RCDD shirt. I'm wearing a shirt by a fellow low voltage person, one of my one of my best friends. He runs a nonprofit called Tragic Skateboard Company. Look them up. It's and they uh, they provide skateboards to disadvantaged youths. So help support a fellow low voltage person trying to make a difference. Also, make sure you join our after hours live multi stream broadcast where we answer your favorite questions live on YouTube, LinkedIn, and Facebook. It's held Thursday nights at 6 p.m. on Eastern Standard Time. Questions submitted via comments, direct messages, or, or questions at letstalkkaling.com will always get the preference first. And finally, while we provide this content free of charge, and we always will, it costs money to run this podcast. So if you don't mind, look at the QR code on the screen, click on that, you'll find all of our social media presences, and you'll also be able to buy me a cup of coffee, or maybe even schedule a one-on-one 15-minute Zoom call with me after business hours. When you become a Patreon member, you'll get to enjoy additional benefits and visit our Amazon links, and you can actually purchase things that you need for the ICT industry. Now, you won't pay extra for those things that you buy from that Amazon link, but we do get a small stipend for you using that link. Why do so many project managers in our industry just seem to suck? Now, I know I'm not talking about you, but the, all the others. I know the title of this episode seems like clickbaitish, but it is and it isn't at the same time. If you know of or if you are a great project manager, then this show's not about you. We will discuss on, on why so many people feel that this way towards project managers and what it t- takes to be a good project manager and things you need to do. Those four tips will help you in that method. The first is we have to be able to define what is a project manager. Now, this is the cause of most of the frustration by many people in our industry. According to CIO.com, they define project managers as someone who plays a lead role in planning, executing, monitoring, controlling, and closing out projects. They are accountable for the entire project scope, the project team, and resources, thus the project budget, and the success or failure of a project. Project managers, their bonuses are typically going to be based on the profitability of their projects. Let's discuss perceptions first. In my dealings with people in the industry, the most negativity towards project managers seems to come from field personnel. 
Some of it legitimate, some of it not. And there's a couple of reasons behind why there is such this animosity against field people versus project managers. One of the biggest reasons is management will seem to promote people from the field to be project managers without giving them enough consideration. Now, don't get me wrong. The best project managers are those who have field experience. However, there are many other skills used required to be a, pro a good project manager, and most of those field people have not developed them yet. They're good at installation, but it's the soft skills that they're going to have problems with. A person in the field, you'll find, will probably be good at terminating and testing cables and maybe even some of the basic customer service skills, but they're going to lack those soft skills that a project manager is going to need in order to be effective at project management. As an effective project manager, you should have some technical know-how, but more than just the cursory level. This is the way that field personnel make the best project managers. They need to know not only what type of cable to install, how to terminate that cable, which termination, and why. But if you understand the nuances, for example, like it's going to take longer to terminate a shielded jack than an unshielded jack, that's the type of depth that you're going to need to know as a project manager, especially if you want respect from your crews. So the first tip is to be an effective communicator. As a project manager, you're going to spend a lot of time attending meetings, meetings with your managers, meetings with distribution, meeting with manufacturers, and other stakeholders like the customer. I've heard that a project management class once that project managers spend as much as 90% of their time communicating. Communicating in the forms of emails, phone calls, and meetings. That's why pro tip number two is communication, communication, communication. You will have to effectively communicate the to the apprentice that you just hired, up to the senior level of management within your organization, maybe your customer, or maybe even engineers. And each one of them you're going to have to communicate with differently. How do you communicate effectively with each of those individuals who are at different levels of understanding about information communication technologies? This is why I have such a focus on wording, not just saying the right words, but also finding the way to help everybody come to the same understanding of words. As many of you know, I do the acronym challenge every weekday morning to help level the playing field so that we all have a mutual understanding of acronyms. I had a comment on my Instagram page just the other day by a guy named Vote Mike Jones. And Mike said, God, I hate this stuff. It doesn't matter in real world IT at all. Good on for helping pass the test. All hate on those tests and those who think this matters. Now, he's not alone in his frustration. But it does matter because if there's a misunderstanding, especially in estimating or project management, there could be a huge financial, a huge schedule, or work implications. When I worked in the field, I spent the majority of my time in the Washington, D.C. market. When I became an instructor, I started traveling the country. And then I quickly realized that there are many different names for tools, products, and processes and rooms, depending on where you are in the country. Now, this can and it will impact your ability to communicate. Part of communicating means creating a meaningful relationship with the stakeholders. 
the better you are to understand and know how the other person processes information, the easier it will be for you to communicate with them. This includes knowing how to approach people, create a meaningful relationship with coworkers, creating a meaningful relationship that you can articulate and clearly establish the vision of what it is that you're trying to achieve. It's going to be more than just, you know, getting the the products installed. Taking the time to think about what you want to say and how you want to say it prior to communicating is a simple and productive first step towards honing the skill. There is a subset of communications as well, and that subset is called documentation. Communicating is only half of the game. You will need to find ways to document what you communicate, including both in the formal and informal avenues. I gave a couple of suggestions in the two-part estimating series that I just published. Make sure you go listen to those episodes if you haven't already. The second skill is going to be time management. As a project manager, you're going to be handling several projects at once, and each of those projects will be at different phases. There are many enemies to time management, including perfectionism, procrastinating, bad time management, lack of organization, low motivation, and distractors, and just overbooking just too much tasks for the time that you have, just to name a few, and there are many more. Time management, according to an article on Team Deck, is basically the process of planning, exercising conscious control of time spent on specific activities, especially to increase effectiveness, efficiency, or productivity. One tip for time management is to plan your work ahead. Knowing what you want and the time frame to get it done or get it accomplished in is a step in the right direction. If you're going to attend a meeting, prepare for that meeting. Find out what the meeting is going to be about. Again, that's going to be an email or maybe a phone call. Do your homework before the meeting, and the end result will be a meeting that will go smoothly and potentially take less time. Who doesn't want shorter meetings? I sure do. Another tip is to prioritize all of your work. There is a system out there called the Eisenhower Matrix. And I'm not sure if it was developed by President Eisenhower or not, but that's what they call it. But the principle is there's two kinds of problems, important and urgent. The urgent are not important, and the important are are never urgent. This approach will help you in organizing your workload. You can divide your work into one of four very distinct categories. The first one is important and urgent. These are the tasks that you should be doing first. The next tech category is going to be urgent. I'm sorry, the second category is going to be important, but not urgent. These tasks you can schedule to do later. The third category is not important, but they are urgent. If possible, you may want to delegate these tasks. Uh, think about an assistant project manager. The last step is not important and not urgent. And you can skip these tasks if falling in this category. They're typically not going to impact you at all. The third tip for time management is to focus on one task at a time. We all have many distractions in our workplace environment, including emails, phone calls, people coming into our office to talk to us about something, or the the latest football game or, or baseball game, and yes, even smartphones and social media. 
If you're working on something that's going to be important slash urgent, then turn off your email and put your phone away so you can focus on that task at hand. According to a, an article published on the Entrepreneur Magazine titled, Why Multitasking is a Myth That's Breaking Your Brain and Wasting Your Time, it basically says that doing several tasks at once is ineffective and inefficient. As the human brain needs time to switch from one task to another, trying to do too many tasks or too many things creates a lag time when we're trying to actually not being as productive as we might want to be. If that constant thing of an email is coming in, you're going to be distracted, but it's going to cause you also to take time for your brain to get refocused on the original task. Focus on that one task until you complete it. Another proven method is to break your, your tasks down into 25-minute segments. Work on it, focus on it for the 25 minutes, and then take a, a brief rest period in between. Go get a cup of coffee, go get a smoke a cigarette. You'll find it easier to focus as you have a set time and you're going to be able to remain productive longer and stay more focused. The fourth tip, and this is one that a lot of miss, learn to say no. When it's appropriate, it is okay to say no when new tasks or projects are being asked of you. The key here, though, is to give a sound reason as to why you can't complete that requested task. Don't lie. Be open about why you don't have the bandwidth to take on that new task. Ask if the newly requested task can be postponed until you have the time and the resources to complete that new task. Now let's shift from the time management skill sets to what is leadership. And this is another big area of conflict between field staff and project management. It is usually because the recently promoted project manager who came from the field has to change from a peer-to-peer -peer relationship to a peer-to-manager relationship. Now, this is going to be a tough transition even for the strongest of individuals. You can't just hang out with and be one of the crew anymore. You are going to be responsible for the results, not the excuses. This requires a behavior change and your former peers may not understand this. An alternate reason that could cause this is from management hiring new project managers with no project management experience, or even worse, no experience in the ICT industry. They had a degree in literature, and because they had a college degree, they were given that project management position. Being a boss is not being a leader. Being a leader has, means you have the ability to convey a vision, inspire those on the team by guiding them, coaching them, and a leader will lead by example. A leader will be the first person to do that task, that everybody else is hesitant to do. A strong leader will also f foster a proactive environment by communicating with their team, such as the goals, the progress towards those goals, and recognize a stellar performance. In my personal experience with teams that are high performance are where the team members feel that they are making a meaningful contribution to the project. If you set the goals, let them know what their progress is towards those goals, and they're going to feel empowered. Great leaders will find ways to recognize great performance in public and provide criticism in private. While there are many tips for leadership, here are three that I feel rate the higher amongst all the others and seems especially seem to be true for us in the ICT industry. The first one is to surround yourself with people that are smarter than you. 
Understand that nobody can know everything about our industry. Give your team members time, space, and respect so that they feel that they are comfortable to express their opinions. They may just have a better way of doing a task than you do. Just because that's the way that you did it, or the way you were trained to do it, doesn't mean it's still the best way to do it. Second is to don't hide anything from your team members. You can't win a race if you don't know where the finish line is to that race or know the rules of the game. Think about a football game. How do you know to score if they don't know where the end zone is? How will your team know how to perform if you don't tell them? If you can, find a way to do it visually. It's going to make your job a little easier. I would put a whiteboard in my trailer on my large projects. It would have graphs so anybody coming into the trailer could look at it and within seconds understand exactly where we were for as far as the schedule or any of the tasks, for example, pulling cable, where we on schedule or not. I would also reward the crews who exceeded any of the weekly goals that I set out for them, and I would reward them by buying them pizza for lunch. Pizza doesn't cost that much, but they will feel powered if you, if you treat them like that. Third is to make a priority to develop future leaders. Take somebody, or better yet, several people, and don't just be a boss, but be a mentor to them. People want a path for a better future. They will be better performers when they feel that their opinions, their contributions, their efforts are appreciated. This will make your projects come in on time, on budget, under schedule, and exceeding any quality expectations. It will make you look better as a project manager. Lastly, the fourth skill, and this one is desperately needed the most. I touched on it briefly earlier. Successful project managers will also have the technical know-how. They'll be able to speak the language of the ICT installer. They will understand how cabling should be done. They'll understand why codes, why standards say what they say, or why best practices are written, and most importantly, be able to explain to the field in a way that they can understand easily those guidelines. The project manager will also have the technical know-how and will be able to understand when a crew is not functioning or performing even though they're telling the project manager otherwise. The project manager will have the ability to fix that very same problem. They'll know because they have walked the walk. They have talked the talk. Now, I've only covered four skills needed to be a better project manager in today's show. There are many other skills that you will need to master, including negotiation, risk management, critical thinking and problem solving, just to name a few. So how can someone who has been in the field for many years get these soft skills to become a more proficient project manager? Well, first, find yourself a project manager willing to mentor you. Sometimes all you got to do is just ask. Maybe exchange for some low-level PM grunt work, like maybe processing timesheets or, or putting test results in a three-ring binder, in exchange for that project manager to help give you, mentor you on teaching you how to do project management. You will get a cost-free education in the real world and the things that the books don't teach you. Don't get me wrong, books are great, but they don't teach you everything. And then you're going to want to practice, practice, and practice. Like any new skill set, you have to learn. You have to keep doing it over and over again until it becomes instinctual. If you're not a project manager, then when your project manager gives you a task, treat that task as your own mini project and just kind of practice those skill sets that they're teaching you as they're mentoring you. 
You can also attend industry events and workshops. Thank God the COVID restrictions are finally ending and we can get back to some face-to-face events. COVID did do some good things by forcing our industry to think outside the box and learn skill sets like virtual meetings and virtual training, but they will never replace networking face-to-face with peers. Look up your local Project Management Institute chapter and join. I am sure that there is going to be expense to this, but I have no idea what it is. But remember, Dad always said, if you think education is expensive, you should try stupidity. The Project Management Institute did a salary survey and found that the U.S. average for project managers with less than one year of experience is $95,000. A certified project manager can earn up to $111,000. And you can do this without encouraging huge student debt. Now, I hear you asking the question through the speakers. Chuck, which certification is best? The, the project management professional or Bixie's RTPM certification? Now, both of those are going to help you make more money, but one of them is for our industry, the RTPM. And it's a better certification to have because it's fine-tuned to the ICT industry. If you're just looking to become a project manager and you're going to be switching industries, then go with the PMP. If college is your thing, many universities have project management programs as well. They will be expensive, and just be careful when funding your education because student loans can be debilitating. There are many other tips to becoming a better project manager, and I'm sure that you probably thought some of them as well. Would you consider putting some of those in the comment section below so we can all benefit from them? Because we are a collective of project managers, a collective of people who view project managers. Let's all learn from each other. So until next time, remember, knowledge is power. That's it for this episode of today's podcast. We hope you were able to learn something. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on future content. Also, leave a rating so we can help even more people learn about telecommunications. Until next time, be safe.